an hour of truth for the battered but proud people of the Empire State. From the financial and entertainment epicenter of New York City to the sleeping and empty small cities and towns of upstate, which once bustled with manufacturing, mining, and farming. We all know from inspiration, history, and nature, we deserve a return to the success and growth of generations past, a birthright being squandered by corruption in Albany, and the depredations of an insecure, scheming mountebank posing as governor, who loathes both us and himself. As liberty beckoned to enslaved peoples behind the Iron Curtain via American broadcasts after World War II, we now say, believe, rise, and join us. Welcome to Radio Free New York. Hey guys, welcome to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister, and today I've got a special guest here with me. I've got Dave Jenkins. Hey, Andrew. Hey, thanks for joining us. So um, for those of you who, who haven't seen or heard from Dave, Dave's actually filled in for me a couple times on my show in the past, um, but Dave owns and operates Rochester Personal Defense. I do, and uh, it's been a heck of a ride. It was yeah. fun. It was fun filling in for you those couple times. It was a, a new thing to be on my own a little bit. But even though I had Bob watching me, keeping me, you know, from being an idiot on the radio, <laughs> and probably making sure your show doesn't tank the next week. Oh uh, no, no, it's always good. You know, the the thing that I think people really enjoy about the show is that it's kind of like no BS, conversational and yeah. uh straightforward and and you're pretty straightforward so i'm sure people enjoy it i try to be you know we, we do have to maintain some sort of decorum but you know usually it's like you know like people have told us when we teach it's more like we're having a conversation with our students instead of you know just lecturing to them which they enjoy yeah so. yeah no absolutely so um you guys might be wondering you know wh why bring dave on the show why now and my my thought was this um i've had over the last week uh, a number of people reach out to me and say, um, hey, where where do I go to get a gun? Hey, yeah. do you know, I, I heard from a friend, through a friend, through a buddy, through a friend who knows somebody who knows something that's saying they're going to take 9mm off the shelf. You know, like all of this crazy stuff. And then over the weekend, um, one of the gun shops actually posted like, hey, we're running out of guns. If people have used guns, hey, bring them in like, Now's the time to sell, you know. Yeah, I it's, saw that. That was it's good business, but then again, what happens when you got nothing to sell? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Whoops. Yeah. So, as this is going on and and even yesterday, I had a couple people say, "Hey, where can I go get a shotgun? Where can I do this and that?" And um I have a pretty good relationship with a lot of the gun shops in the area. Oh yeah. All, yep. you know, small, small out of your home type guys all the way up to some of the bigger ones. And I'm like, "Well, let let me call a couple for you. See see what's in stock." Um and and every single one of them. They're hey, low. We we have like, I mean, uh, one of my favorite shops, "Hey, we're down to just one bolt action rifle and an M1 Garant and and wow. that, you know, and that's all we got." Um, and I said, hey, well, what about uh, what, what about shotgun shells? You got any, like 12 gauge anything? Nope, we are cleaned out. Yep. And uh, call up the next shop. Hey, man, we don't have anything. Like literally nothing. Doors are shut. Yeah. There's, there's nothing left. It's, and uh, it's crazy when we, you know, when we face a crisis, we kind of go back to the basics, don't we? Yes, <laughs> it sure <laughs> seems to be. So I I called up a buddy and I was like, hey, um. You know, are are you are you good? Is everything set? You know, how how you doing? And he's like, 
well, you know, I, I figured I missed the bandwagon on, on the firearm deal, so I'm investing in the future. I'm working on uh, arrows right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, yeah, I might as well get some swords too, right? Going in full-on Hunger Games here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, as as this conversation is happening, you know, this this thing is building, um, people people are scared for their safety, obviously. Yeah, they are. And, and that's that's what this this buying is is showing us right i mean it started with things like hand sanitizer and toilet paper people were kind of thinking okay um basic necessities in my home and now now that we're i don't want to say we're past that because people are still obviously thinking about that but that's that's kind of shifting a little bit to people are like oh i need to be safe I need to be protected in my home. Right. Um, maybe this is something that I haven't thought of before. And and I, I had somebody yesterday who said, you know, hey, um, I kept putting this off and putting it off and putting it off. And now my wife is demanding, now's the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, so so with all that happening, I, I couldn't think of anybody better than you to bring on the show and just talk about um, probably a couple things. Like I, I think we could talk about. Um, there's probably a lot of first-time gun owners out there right now. There are. I've been getting a lot of phone calls in the past three days. Yeah, yeah. So, so I figured, like, um, you know, we we could talk a little bit about. Hey, for you first-time gun owners, these these are some of the basics that you should absolutely know because the way things are right now, I know people have gone into the store. They've probably just asked for whatever's in stock mm -hmm. uh, and whatever there's ammo on the shelf for. Yep. They've probably taken it home. They they maybe know absolutely nothing about basic, basic firearm safety. Um, and then chances are they're not going to get to a range. There's probably not probably because they're going to be afraid to go outside. Yeah, yeah, that's my, that's um, my thought. Or they don't um, know where to go. Yeah, or or the range. Like I know some of the ranges are saying, "Hey, um, we'd love to have you, but you know what would be great is if you guys stayed home." <laughs> so <laughs> you know, so so with with all of this kind of happening, um, you, you're just a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge. Well, thank you. So I figured we'll we'll spend the show talking about that. Um, it, it, we've got a couple minutes before break, so I do want to give everybody who's listening to the show a brief update. Um, I didn't listen to all of Cuomo's update today, so I don't have all the information. Um, but if, if you did miss it, I'll, I'll share with you guys just a couple of things that I did hear. Um, one of which being yesterday, they said, um, no more than 50% of your workforce can be at work. They got to be at home today. They've reduced it down to 25%. So 75% of the workforce needs to be working from home now or some remote location. Um, so if you're a small business, big business, and you didn't hear that, that's what's coming down. Um, sounds like mortgage payments are going to be suspended for 90 days. I have no idea how that's going to work. Um, <laughs> I'm just just putting that out there. Apparently, We're just inventing stuff as we go. Yeah, yeah. So what I would say is... Um, I intend to pay my mortgage and uh, because I, I am truly nervous about what this could mean for us eight, nine months from now. Or a couple years from or now. A couple years this is going to be a yeah, long-term hit. Absolutely. So um, what I'm asking every single person who's listening to the show is if you can, if you have the ability, continue to support your small businesses. 
Oh yeah, those, absolutely. Those are the ones that make up a lot of the jobs in your neighborhood and your community. They're the ones that are hiring your brother, your uncle, your friend, your neighbor. Um, so something my wife did yesterday, which was awesome. She's like, hey, I found out um, one of our favorite places to eat, which is totally locally owned. Um, they're doing takeout. They, they're, they're certainly got to be struggling. Oh, yeah. Um, can, can we order food from them? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, why not? Let's let's support the small business. Um, so that's what we did yesterday. It was our it was our small contribution. You know, she went to pick it up. They kind of hand the stuff through the door. We pay for it over the phone in advance, so it's ready to go. Yeah. Um, low contact, low involvement. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. The food was, of course, amazing. You yeah. know. Um, so if you have the opportunity, if if you're in this situation and you're financially sound and you have the ability to support some small business, whether it's a small restaurant or deli um, or, or your training organization or your training organization <laughs> or, or, or whoever it may be, um, and you have the ability to do that, I would really, really recommend that you guys consider doing that. Yeah, save the um, little guys because they're the ones that help us. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and once again, the, the little guys are are the, the ones in your community, you know, and with everything that's going on, you might consider maybe you've got um, some of your business with a large organization. I, I like to look at insurance, for example. Sometimes you can go direct to an insurance company, like, you know, the one that's got the lizard or, or, oh, yeah. or some Those of these guys, other things. Yeah. Those sort of guys, you know, see if they've got a local broker that you can work through. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's normally not going to change your price. But your monthly, some of that will go into the pocket of, of somebody local. You That's know? right. Um, so, so I would love to see people just trying to get creative about how we can keep our small businesses going and thriving. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Small businesses are not just seeing a big impact in their business in terms of, like, obviously reduced income. But at the same time, some of them have to add technology to be able to work remotely. Exactly. So there, there's a cost involvement on in doing this. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Like, we have customers right now that are um, have to purchase equipment to be able to work from home. And so any way we can help them out, guys, uh, I'd love to hear your comments. Comment on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Give me some ideas on how we support local, local small businesses in the area. Uh, I'll read a few on air. We're going to take our first break of the hour. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how, you know, firearm safety, basic firearm safety. Talk about that in a moment when we come back on Radio Free New York. You're listening to Radio Free New York. All right. We are back here on Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister. I've got Dave Jenkins here with me from Rochester. Hey, Andrew. Personal hey, everybody. Um, and, and we're just talking about safety in the home. You know, the uh, we talked about before at the beginning of the show that there's probably a ton of new gun owners um, right now, because the stores are selling out, they're selling out of ammo, they're selling out of guns. Um, by the way, if anybody's listening to the show right now and you know if anybody has ammo or firearms in stock, uh, post it in the live stream there you so go. people people know. Once again, it's another way to support local small businesses. And help your neighbors. And help your neighbors, absolutely, <laughs> 100%. Um, but I think some of these first-time 
gun owners and maybe the people who have that shotgun that sat there in their home for the last 10 years collecting cat hair, dog hair, and dust, mm -hmm. um, maybe they're thinking they need a little refresher on some basic safety rules. So why don't we start with that? Well, basic safety rules are important. Um, we get a lot of people that have had guns forever, permits forever, but have never had any formal training. So we've got to get that, at least the safety into their head so that they're, um, I guess, not a risk to anybody in their home or themselves. Yeah. The best thing I can think about and is just follow these basic safety rules of, if you don't know what you're doing with a gun, don't try. Yeah. How about that? Yep. Just, if you don't know, call a professional, call me. We'll set up a time to meet. You know, I'll do a free consultation just to show you how the gun operates. Yeah, you know, just yeah. at least you'll have some, you know, I'll show you how to load it and how to unload it and make it safe. If you want to shoot it, we'll go to the range and we'll set it up. The, um, the other thing is keep the gun unloaded when you don't have under your, it under your direct control. Yeah. You okay. know, if, if you're not interacting with it, you know, if you're going to leave it on the shelf for a couple of days, it, don't leave it loaded because somebody's going to find it, somebody you don't expect. And then there's probably going to be some problems, whether it's somebody who breaks into your home or somebody else in your home that isn't as safe as you are or doesn't know what they're doing, they can get hurt. We don't want to have that. Yeah. Now, um, I know people are probably thinking when they hear that, they're thinking, well, I want to be ready. I want to be repaired. If somebody does break into oh, my yeah. home, so would you say keep it unloaded on the shelf but maybe have a magazine nearby? It depends or... on your situation, really. Uh, if you have the training and the competency to put it in a holster and keep it on your body, then by all means, keep it loaded. As long as you have gone through some training and you know what to do, what not to do, and how to keep it safe, go for it. Um, but if you haven't had training like that and you want to leave a loaded gun laying around, you you're, you're could be a liability. You could be a safety risk, and we don't want to have that happen. We don't want to have an accident. The... The best thing I would say for, for a situation like that, for somebody who's worried about a home break-in, keep the gun close to you, keep it under your control, you can have whatever condition you want. Yeah, yep, for sure. Yeah, and then I, I'm sure people um, are, are also thinking about this. They're thinking about the, ca the fact that they're now bringing a gun into their home. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have children. Yep. They maybe did or didn't buy a gun safe. I, I'm thinking I, I, anytime I'm in the sporting goods store, I only see like one or two safes. Now, I don't know what they've got in the warehouse. Those things right. don't really expire. <laughs> yeah. You know, they don't have, no, a, they shelf have a shelf life. life yeah. uh, it's kind of like toilet paper, right? Everybody's like, well, what is everybody going to do with a lot of toilet paper? Well, it doesn't expire. So, you know. Some people aren't going to have to buy toilet paper for the <laughs> for, next four for years. For a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, but I'm thinking the majority of people spent the money that they had, whatever that was, on the firearm and ammo they could afford. And maybe a gun safe was a secondary thought. Maybe it mm -hmm. wasn't. They probably come with a trigger lock, but what, what's your recommendation for people who have children at home and they're realizing maybe for the first time they brought a firearm in and they're like, safety is now the second thought, but now they're in the situation. Which right, yeah, the gun's in the home and they got the kids around. Yep. Um, it's, it's kind of a twofold solution. Teach your kids about gun safety mm -hmm. and instruct them. You don't have to teach them how to shoot, how to handle the gun. Just teach them the concept of gun safety. Don't touch the gun. Um, in fact, the NRA has a wonderful program called the Eddie Eagle Gun Safety Program, where basically what they teach children is if they find a gun without an adult around, the first word is stop. Yeah. Don't touch. Yep. Leave the area. Tell an adult. Yeah. Yeah. It's four simple steps. 
And that's something. So I, I was introduced to firearms at a very young age. You know, yeah. My grandfather was a hunter um, and also in the military. My father was a hunter. And so we were taught gun safety at a very young age. I had my hunting license at 12. You know, just, just uh, right. you, you know, yeah. I, was, I was one of the junior Natural hunters of in, in New York State. Um, from a very, very young age, my parents instilled firearm safety. And we had a tremendous amount of respect right. for a firearm. Exactly. We knew you do not touch that. Only in the presence of an adult, which was my father or grandfather, and only when we were told it's okay in the yep. presence of an adult. And if we saw one laying around, which, by the way, never actually happened in our home, but if we did, the rules were really clear. You go find an adult, and you let them know, and you do not touch it. You don't let anybody else yeah. touch it. Um, and we never had an issue in our home, ever. No. It was very safe. Over, I, I grew up around guns. My father had firearms ever since I can remember. Mm -hmm. He was a dealer for a while. You know, you you've know. Yep. But, um, you know, I grew up around him. And the, the interesting thing is I grew up playing guns with, you know, other friends. You know, we play cowboys and Indians. We play all sure. the, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, the gun-like objects. If the stick looks like an L-shape, it's a gun, right, yep. when you grew up? Yep. Oh, absolutely. So, but I knew the difference between real reality and TV and movies and play. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I sure. taught my kids growing up is, you know, here's the difference between reality and TV. And it's, it's basically consequences. People get hurt. Yeah. And we're trying to avoid that. Um, the other thing that the other approach that a parent can do with a gun in the home is if you don't have a gun safe, get some sort of lockbox that you can anchor to something really heavy like the wall or the floor mm. and just secure the gun in there for now until you can get a gun safe or get it doesn't have to be a giant gun safe, you know, like the walk in ones we see at the gun shows. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Those, those are <laughs> the whole our closet. Fantasies. You know, you yeah. push a button, the doors roll open, right. the things slide out. Yeah. You know, the mega safe where you can put your car in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be huge. It could be a small document safe that you get from like the Sentry safes, the ones that, you know, they're maybe 18 inches by 10 inches by 9 inches tall. Yeah. You just put the, put the handgun in there if it's a rifle or a shotgun. You can go out to any hardware store and buy a long cabinet. Mm. and put okay. it in there yeah, yeah, yeah you know home act makes them snap on tools makes them there's a whole bunch of them they're just heavy grade metal yep. and they cost about 80 or 90 bucks okay there you go yeah you so that seems pretty screw it to the wall attach yeah. it to the wall you're good yeah and then now you've limited access to an to an extent to your kids in the home mm. yeah. um and the one other thing that i add in here now we had to change our legalities course back in uh, july uh, New York State re-qualified the safe storage rules and laws mm. to include if you had a household where there were uh, people under 16 or people under 16 would visit, you have you had to lock the gun up if it wasn't under your direct control. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not only a responsible thing morally, but it, it's also a legal now it's, responsibility. Now it's a legal thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, what about say say somebody they they spent like their last dime <laughs> on, on know. Uh, you know on toilet paper I guess, um, and they're like, man, I can't afford seventy eighty bucks for a cabinet. What about mm -hmm. those? Uh, I I just happened to be walking through Home Depot and I saw they've got those kind of like nylon or plastic coated steel cables with loops on the end. Can oh somebody yeah. take that and and screw one end into the wall and put a padlock on the other end through the action or the trigger. Or yeah, something like it's that? better than nothing. Yeah. It's you know as long as you can make the gun secure so it's not easily transported mm -hmm. or taken from your home or sure. handled. Yep, that's the best thing. There you go. Yep. So mm -hmm. so that's that's in a, a pinch in a 
oh, yeah. maybe kind of a ghetto setup, but <laughs> you know, you could do it, right? If it works, it. it's if it not works. stupid, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> no, it looks stupid. <laughs> yeah. But if it works, it's it, then it's doing its job. It's keeping the gun secure. It's keeping your family safe. It's keeping you safe. Yeah. But then again, you know, if you need the firearm for any kind of self-defense issues, then take control of it and keep it under your control. Yeah. And then do what you need to do for that. Yeah. Now, now, and people here keep it under your control. What, what does that mean to you? Uh, to me, it means if, like, if I had uh, a, a handgun sitting on the middle of the table, I'm pretty much in direct control of it mm -hmm. because I trust that you're not going to do anything dumb with it. Sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. if there was somebody in the room that I didn't trust, I would probably bring that handgun closer to me or put it in a holster or put it somewhere where I have total control of it. Yeah. So it depends on who's in the home, who's in your area. Mm -hmm. But to me, direct control means I can access that gun or I can influence what happens with that gun in a near split second, and I can control it. Yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're home by yourself, you know, kitchen counter while you're washing dishes is probably okay. Yeah. But if you got kids running around the house, uh, mm -hmm. probably locked up or in a holster or something is going to exactly. be better. You know, teach your kids, you know, you don't walk up and pull the gun out of my holster when I'm doing dishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. I could imagine some problems with that. Well, for sure. people, people, they go into the fear factor part. They're like, well, what if my kid hugs me? Well, they're going to feel a gun. Just tell them don't, sure. don't do yeah, anything yeah. with it. Yep. Yep. You know, well, what if my kids, I'm wrestling with my kids? Well, then act appropriately. Maybe yeah. secure the firearm somewhere and go wrestle with the kids. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've been to a number of training courses that incorporated um, fire, firearm work with self-defense. And it's always like, all right, we're doing hand-to-hand -hand stuff. Yep. Firearms are coming off. They're getting locked somewhere separate. We'll do this. We'll come back, redo it. Exactly. So it's, it's all about being safe, guys, 100%. It's all about all right, uh, we are here with Dave Jenkins from Rochester Personal Defense. You're listening to Radio Free New York. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. here on Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister. We've got Dave Jenkins from Rochester Personal Defense with us. Hey, Andrew. Hey, everybody. And uh, we're just talking about, you know, first-time gun owners who maybe, you know, are just trying to figure out how to be safe in their home. We covered a few of those topics. I, I did get a text message from somebody saying they heard that Firing Pin got some guns in today. Okay. So, um, yeah. I know they were reaching out to their distributors to try to get a few so yeah that's yeah, good yep yep so if anybody else knows any other gun shops that might have some stuff feel free uh send me a message and i will uh mention it here on air um you know uh garrett actually on youtube sent in a comment here he says uh the best home defense gun is an 870 or other pump action shotgun load the tube but not one in the chamber 
The sound of a racking round is unmistakable and great non-lethal deterrent. You know, I, I hear this all the time. So I, do I. I. You know, and I don't know if this is like, a, if this is true or if this is a kind of like a Hollywood thing. But I hear people all the time. They say, yeah, you know, I just have a shotgun. I, I rack around and people will go running away when they hear that. It, is that true? Is that not true? Is it common misconception, you know, or or is that like, yeah, that's that's a great deterrent? Yeah, um, it depends. Okay. Um, and I'm not playing middle ground for a reason. I, you know, sure. um, I get it all the time. Every time we do a shotgun class, everybody's asked, can I just, you know, rack the action and scare them? Well, what are you going to do beyond that if it doesn't work? Sure, sure, um, absolutely. Will somebody, you know, I've never broken into somebody's house and have to and ha have mm -hmm. had to heard that, so I'm I can't speak to that. Sure, sure. But I have had I've talked to people who have been in people's homes when they shouldn't have, mm -hmm. and a couple of them have said, unless the person comes after them, they can make all the noise they want. Okay. All and right. some of them said, well, I would probably leave, and <laughs> some of them said it wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So it depends on who is in your home that doesn't belong there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I um. We, we once had somebody, this is going back a number of years, who actually came into our home. Um, I was not present when this happened. Um, they, they came into our home, not welcomed or invited by anybody. <laughs> uh, it was extremely late at night. It was about uh, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and uh, the family was there. There was a family get-together, and family okay. was coming in and out of the house. Uh, this person came in and just sat in on the couch. Hmm. This this person was um, definitely high and on who knows what. Okay, yeah. Didn't quite know where they were, whose home they were in. You know, they're probably trying to figure out why all these people are in their house. Well, you know, <laughs> not a good situation. If if I was present, it it would not have been a good situation for this individual. Um, right. You know, the the other people who were there in the situation it just kind of were in shock. They, they didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, but well, I, Derek, I, somebody could do this, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or even just the thought that somebody would walk into your home at 3 o'clock in the morning, sit down on the couch, and hang out. Um, you know, that, okay. that's, you know, it's not. And uh, so I bring this up to say there have been many instances where people are high around drugs or anything else. And especially in Rochester, where I live, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where I'm from, um, we have a serious problem with this, and and people are not in the right state of minds. Yeah. And somebody could come into your home, it, with with no intent or with ill intent, and that could be a potentially dangerous situation. And yeah. that could be a situation where, if you do take action to defend yourself, that that may not be enough. Right. So, or you, you know, it's, it all depends on your reaction to the situation too, because you might be able to solve it with a low involvement, no violence. Yep. You know, not even yelling. You could just probably talk to the person and you know encourage them that they are in the wrong house and they need to go yeah. wherever their house is. And you know, all these people aren't really all their friends, and yeah. yep. they'll probably leave, which is most likely going to be the case. Yeah, yeah, and that's very similar to what happened in this situation, yeah. um, where I had a a very fit family member who convinced them it was in their best interest to leave. Yeah. I'll just put it and sometimes way. you could, yeah, you could do that. You could just put <laughs> yeah. up enough of a resistance where they yeah. realize this isn't going to win. But, but if you're a stay at home parent with your kids, you know, that could be a very different situation. You may right. not be a large individual. You might be a small framed individual. Um, hopefully people are locking their doors for starters. Yeah. I mean, well, that, that usually prevents know. people from walking in your house at three in the morning. Usually. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
Um, back to his question, though, on the shotgun. It, actually, it's kind of interesting. Um, if you think about it, um, shotguns are fairly chunky. They're, they they they're have large. some mass to them. Yeah, absolutely. And they do have a little bit of recoil, right, Andrew? Oh, I, I heard this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't uh, typically start people on a 12 gauge. I'm just saying, you know, they develop a, I think um, it's called a flinch. Yeah. Uh, and um, if you've seen some of those videos on YouTube where people are just having bad problems with guns, you'll understand. Yeah. But when we teach people, we talk about home defense, we actually talk about a, uh, you know, our, uh, the black rifles, the, the modern sporting rifle or the Air 15 as they're properly yeah, yeah. called. Absolutely. And because it's a low recoil firearm, mm -hmm. you can have up to 10 projectiles in it. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you're not, um, it's not an unwieldy item to have. Yeah. And it's yep. easier to manage, for, especially for smaller statured shooters. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. we've had, we've had people come through, we've had, you know, smaller individuals, uh, women, teenagers come through classes and the shotgun is somewhat overwhelming to them, but you put yeah. a rifle like that in their hands, like a Ruger 1020, not a 1022, but a 223, a camp rifle. Sure. Yep. You know? Yep. And, you know, Mini 14. And you you put one of those in their hands, and they love it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're and a lot it, of fun to shoot, too. Oh, I mean, geez, you are know, they? They're great. Yeah. So. I just picked one up last year, finally. I worked in a state sale deal, and uh, I was able to get the rifle as part of it. Yeah. And it was, it was nice to finally have one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So, but... So it depends on the individual, depends on the situation. Is a shotgun better? Is a rifle better? It depends on who you're talking to and where you are. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know um, a, a question that I occasionally will get asked, and I don't actually know the answer. Maybe you know the answer. Um, the, I don't deal very often with shotguns. I, okay. I'm definitely a handgun guy and a rifle guy. Shotguns... Right. They, they collect hair in my home, yeah. you know, if I were to have one. Uh, <laughs> you know. um, but with that being said, you know, people often say, well, what is a safe round to have in my home? Is it number eight birdshot? Should I be going double up buckshot? Um, you know, most people, I think, get the idea that slugs aren't the answer for home defense. But maybe, I don't know. What, what are your It depends where you live. That? Yeah. Um, at room distances, if you think about what's, you know, Andrew, what's the, what's the longest distance in one room you can get in your house? Mm. Probably 30 feet. Yeah, at maximum. Okay, so we're yep. talking 10 yards. Yep. At 10 yards, buckshot is essentially still a single projectile. It's going to put a hole about maybe an inch and a half, two inches in diameter at, mm. into okay. a target. Okay, yeah, so yeah. it's it's... It's going to have a lot of mass still. Yep, yep. It's going to have a lot of energy. Not much spread. Not a lot of spread. No. Um, a slug definitely is probably, you know, any of the houses in the city, unless they're made of cinder block or brick, that mm -hmm. slug is going to leave the house if you miss. Yeah. Um, buckshot might do it, too. What we tell people is if you're going to use a 12-gauge, find something called number four buckshot. Okay. All it's right. a good blend between uh, having buckshot Mm -hmm. And having birdshot or you know stuff you would shoot clay targets with or practice with. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the number of pellets you know in the 20s or 30s, but sure, at least yeah. they're still bigger, so they have some mass to impact the target. Mm -hmm. And but also they don't have enough mass that they're, you're going to end up uh, having pellets visit your neighbor's house if you live in the city. Yeah, yeah. We'd, which, we'd like to avoid that. I think. Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable at the next neighborhood picnic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Garrett actually had mentioned number four in the comments too. Yep. So. Number four is a pretty good blend. It's hard to find. I don't know if they make it in like 20 gauge or less. Okay. But if you have a 12 gauge and number four, the recoil is not that much. Okay. That's and good with proper instructions, ahem, ahem, with <laughs> yeah. proper instruction, we can help teach you how to mitigate that recoil feeling as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great. I think I think that's the people's biggest fear. 
with, yeah. with shotguns is is the recoil and uh something i've seen just like time and time again as i talk with a friend's girlfriend or a friend's wife mm-hmm. who's like you know kind of scared of guns and they go yeah you know my husband or my boyfriend took me to the range gave me this gun it hurt my shoulder so mm-hmm. bad i never want to go shooting again that's because they didn't know what how to teach and they didn't know what to do right and the male testosterone probably came out and said, sure. I'm yeah. going to teach you how to respect this thing that I can control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, absolutely. you know, the, the machismo doesn't play there. Yeah. It can't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I know that I always tell people, start with a 22. You yeah. know, you, because you'll you'll learn the things. It's not overly heavy. It, it's, it, it doesn't scare people. The kids can shoot them. You know, and then and then they're not scared, and then they go somewhere like Rochester Personal Defense, open-minded, ready to go. Yeah. You know, and uh, so yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, so it, as as we're talking about this, I think um, we're we're actually coming up on our break here. So when when after our break, let's let's talk a little bit about. I know Rochester Personal Defense is doing something new this year. Oh, yeah, we got a pretty big announcement. Cool announcement going on. So, we're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. Stay Uh, tuned, everybody. You're going to love this. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right, guys, you're listening to Radio Free New York. We'll be back in a moment. Radio Free New York. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister. We've got Dave from Rochester Personal Defense. And, uh, you know, first and foremost, I guess I should probably tell people that you're not, like, advertising on Radio Free New York. You didn't pay to be here. You're just really good at what you do. And I said, hey, Dave, come on in. Let's talk about this. And you have Wait, that's going to cost me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's going to (laughs) cost you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, no. So this isn't like paid promotion or anything like that. I, I didn't mention that at the beginning of the show, but it's worth saying. Um, and it just happened that this morning you were like, this works out. I've got a new announcement. Can we yeah. make it on the show? Um, so so let's let's talk about it. What's, yeah. what's going on? So we've been, um, Matt and I have been working on this for a little bit. We started talking about this a couple months ago because we want to be able to find ways to get more content out there and get just reach more people, but also give people um, something they can do if they can't get to a class where they can't, where they can only inter- interface with us there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Which is really relevant right about now. Exactly. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, if you can't travel, you can't get out, you're going to want to do stuff. You know, we were talking the other day about adding some, you know, like the dry fire drill of the day and putting it out mm, there. Okay. Um, you know, or if you can get to the range by yourself or you have a private range where you can shoot, here's what you can work on to make yourself better and then send us the results kind of thing and, yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. can, you know, send us a video. We'll we'll tune you up a little bit by what we can see if we can. But um, what we decided, uh, we've been working on this, like I said, for a couple months now, and it's it was almost ready to go. We were going to wait until the early part of April to launch it, but we figure the time frame now, I think it's needed. Yeah, yeah um, sure. I really think it's needed. And what we're doing is we're starting a Patreon channel. Um, and there's going to be, you can join as a member, there's four different levels, mm-hmm. and each level gives you more benefit. Yeah. Uh, at, even at the base level, you're going to get access to a forum where members can come in and talk. You're going to get uh, some swag. Uh, you're going to get notification of some early early release videos that we're going to do. Mm, and we're going nice. to do video tips on training. One of the ideas uh, we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to run a drill. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to okay. show you the drill on video. And then we're going to tell you what skills you need to practice 
so that you can learn and then you can do better at the drill. Although that's not the old, the ultimate goal. Sure. You know, you don't want to just be able to be good at drills. You want yeah, to have yeah. the skills. So yep. the drill is kind of the test. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so this, this sounds like to me, and we didn't talk much about it beforehand, no. but it, I wanted it to sounds, be fresh for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like to me, almost like an online academy with Rochester personal defense. It could go is, there. Is that kind yeah. of like what we're talking about? It could go there. We're thinking okay. about putting a couple of our short lectures up. Okay. Nice. Where you can access them and, and study them, and maybe we'll we'll have a little test at the end. And you know, if you you pass the test, mm -hmm. you know, you you do okay in the test, you get a certificate from it. So you know, nice. some of the okay. easy stuff. You know, like a little quick segment. It'll take you 25 minutes to watch the video or something. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, cool. test out on it, a little knowledge based thing. So we want to be able to give you more knowledge. Where it's easy for you too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that the the timing on this is pretty good, right? Because people are sitting at home um, and have watched every single copy of Radio Free New York already. They probably they, have. They, 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 they watched. They went back. They've done the reruns. You know, they're listening to Radio Free New York, and they're like, "Man, I I love Andrew, but what I, I can't what listen can I to do? him forever." I know. Right? You know. So now uh, now you guys have something that maybe uh, people can check out and. Yeah. Maybe if they're first-time gun owners, this is it, would this be a good step for first-time gun owners, or is this people that have trained for a little bit and have maybe some intermediate knowledge, uh, or is this like you've been running and gunning and and you know what to do? What, where's the kind of like target audience? The easy this? answer is yes. Yes, there you We're go. We're gonna put yep. some videos up for the new gun owner. Um, we've got a couple of them, basically how to how to go to the gun range. Oh, great. Okay. What, you know, like general etiquette. Your first time stuff, at the gun right? range. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, what to have in your gun bag or yep. your range bag. Yeah, there are yeah. two different bags. Sure. They okay. could be, right? Yeah. They, sure. Um, you know, how to do home storage, how to choose the right gun. We're okay. going to be doing a lot of basic stuff. And then we're also, for the intermediate shooter, we're going to talk about like basic diagnostics. You know, like if you're. If you're shooting and you're going low left, it's not the gun. I got news for you. <laughs> it's uh, never the gun. Especially if you're a right-handed shooter. Yeah. Actually, um. I take that back. I had <laughs> one time and one time only in all my years of shooting that uh, my wife's actually a pretty good shot. Good. And we were doing some real basic, you know, 50 yarders with a rifle. And this rifle okay. goes out 300 yards pretty easy. And it was all over the paper. Wow. And then yep. I had a buddy who was supposed to be pretty good with guns. He's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I don't know, it, you know, going through it. Turns out the the trigger mechanism had a pin that fell out. And I was uh, like, you know, it was like a 24-pound pull from, you know, and, and yeah. I was like, neither of you guys realize how awful this is? <laughs> like, you know, quick thing. One time ever it was the gun, but you're right, 100%, 99.9% yeah. .9 of the time. It's not the gun. It's not the gun. But yeah. we're going to, we'll do some, you know, how to diagnose your own basics, fundamentals. Yeah. You know, and then you can come in and practice it, you know, because you can only watch and be so good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think we talk about the internet warriors sometimes, oh, yeah. you know, so this, this yeah. is a way to, to kind of prime you up and then you get to the range or you get to training and you've got like good knowledge right. to back up the practice. Yeah. And, and you know, you know what to expect, home. you know, so instead of. You know, the husband who wants to teach the wife or vice versa. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, wait, I know these guys have this video about, you know, how to do a grip and how to operate your gun easier if you're smaller stature. Go look at the video. Yep. And now you've got some knowledge, and then you can come to the class. You know what to expect now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if you guys want to check it out, you go to the Patreon website. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Lions Pride Training. 
There you and go. the reason we went Alliance Pride Training is because that's going to be our global name now. We're going okay. we're going to awesome. be starting to launch that. So Do Rochester a bit of rebranding a little bit, eh, a little bit, yeah. more of an expansion thing. Okay. Um, cool. You know, we're we're doing a little more traveling now. We're getting around the country a little bit, and we're going to be traveling under the Lions Pride name. Or we're going to keep Rochester personal offense here locally, Rochester. Awesome. Okay. So we're going to keep Very that cool. identity. But again, it's Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, forward slash Lions Pride Training. Go check it out. See what you think. If you have any questions, you just reach out to us. Yep. Give me yep. a call at 406-6758, and I'll answer whatever you got. But this is this is going to be exciting. When you see the benefits on there, uh, especially when you get into, like, the – we have a basic member package, which gives you some stuff, mm-hmm. and then we have a benefactor member. Um, then we get up to the elite member. And then if you really are crazy about us and you want to go, you know, full in – we got the inner circle member, and it's amazing what you're going to get out of there. You're going to get discounts to private lessons. Um, you're going to get uh, guest appearance in our videos. So oh, when we do nice. a video, okay. cool. So, for instance, Andrew, if you suggest, hey, Dave, why don't you guys do a video on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to say, all right, when do you want to come to the range and let's do it? Okay, that's pretty cool. And then yeah. we'll give you a shout out there in the video, and you can do it on the video, and we'll post it up there. Nice. So you'll kind of okay. get some. Yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. I like that. You can kind of start in your own video. Yeah, yeah. Make, we'll make you famous. Okay, very cool. <laughs> you know, I, I got to say, and I see people commenting in who live outside the Rochester area. They're, they seem pretty excited about this because. That was they one of the big reasons like we did this. it. Yep. yep. No, absolutely. Um, I got to tell you what, though, from from the things I know from first-time shooters, I think that the number one first class is going to be that range etiquette class. Like, how do I show yep. up to the range for the first time? Because people get really nervous about that, and they, they don't want to screw up. They're they're yeah. worried about being yelled at by whoever is running the range. Yeah. Um, there are some very particular people that hang out at ranges that yep. – you know, will make up rules because they think it should be, mm-hmm. or they over enforce some of the rules, and they're they're kind of like a bull in a china shop when sure. you know the soft yeah. glove approach could have solved it. Yep, yep, yeah. So I I think this is really cool. I'm I'm very excited. Um, can't wait to talk with you more about it and see we've, some. We've of been the wanting videos. to say something for the past few weeks. So. <laughs> oh, <sure. Yeah. laughs> Matt's probably sitting at home with his hand in the air. Yes, yeah, I know, yeah. Put it out there. I bet you he's really excited. <laughs> so cool, awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, just just kind of like a general thing for everybody who's listening. I cannot recommend more getting firearm training when you get a gun. Oh, you have to. You it's the responsible thing to do. You have to. Yeah, absolutely. It is It is the cornerstone of being safe with a firearm. Yeah. And um, I, I've, I've done a number of trainings. Actually, I've, I've trained in a couple places across the country. I really like the training you guys offer. Um, I, I was a little bummed when I heard some of the trainings going to be moved around a little bit because yeah. of the coronavirus. But um, again, there's another responsible thing to do. Yeah, exactly. It, it's all about responsibility. Yeah. But we're not totally so. done. Um, we're probably going to be doing some limited engagement training. Awesome. Starting Good in about a week or so, we'll do some short format range only open air training. Oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah, great. So we'll be in touch. Awesome. Very good. All right, guys, you're listening to Radio Free New York. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back same time, same place tomorrow. <laughs>